Hey, this is Carolyn. Erin is here with me, and we are going to discuss how playing adult recreational tennis helps your health. And we really appreciate Nikki being here to discuss how tennis helped her health. Nikki is a 4.0 who loves to play and normally plays on five to six teams per season. So Nikki, could you describe some of your health issues and when they started? Uh, Sure. Yes, I was diagnosed uh, at 29 with rheumatoid arthritis. And quickly after that, I was diagnosed with several other autoimmune disorders like lupus and Sjogren's syndrome and something called Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid autoimmune disorder. Um, So there were several years there where I pretty much had a new diagnosis every year or so. Can you tell us when you first started playing tennis and when you first picked up a racket? Uh, I first picked up a tennis racket in sophomore year of high school. I played sports every season and I decided to try cheerleading and it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. (laughs) I was a very bad cheerleader and the only other sport in that season was tennis. So I picked that up. Nikki, we know you took a long break from tennis and didn't start playing again until you were in your 40s and after you had all the health issues. My question is, what do you do when you are feeling bad and don't feel like playing a match? Well, there's never really been a time where if I go on the court and I'm in pain that I leave the court in pain. And one of the things with rheumatoid arthritis is the more you move, the better you feel. And of course, there are a lot of times where you feel so bad, you can't even imagine running or moving or walking. Um, But I just kind of force myself to do it sometimes knowing that I'll always feel better. Carolyn, I'm glad you asked that question first, because what I was going to say and then ask is I've played against Nikki several times, and I would have never known that you had any of these health issues and certainly would not have ever imagined that you were in pain. So I think that's, you know, a huge kudos to you for still playing through all of it and knowing that even if it's hard to get out on the court, that you're going to feel better after. So I think that's really important for a lot of people to understand when they want to just, you know, sit back or think they should sit back. You know, sometimes it is good to just get up and move. And I think that's why we all like adult recreational tennis so much, because it's fun if you find the right group or the right tournaments or the right partner. And um, I think that just really contributes to mental health and well-being. So I guess my question is, how has playing tennis changed your life? And it doesn't seem like you're slowing down at all. So what maybe what are your plans going forward? Um, honestly, I'm going to play until I absolutely cannot play play anymore. I play out of Raleigh Racket, and there are people out there in their 70s and 80s still playing competitive tennis. And I, every time I see them, I think I, I want to be them. <laughs> I want to be them still out on the court when I'm 75. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen those same people. There was a lady there in her mid-80s, and she sat down at my table one day. She had beautiful strokes. She just looked like such a great you know, player that she had played for so long. And I said, did you ever play professionally? And she laughed at me and said, I did not touch a racket until I was 40 years old. Wow. So she had been playing 45 years, but I didn't touch a racket until I was 40. So she was a huge inspiration to me. And I see her out there at least several times a week, which... I thought that was very cool. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure they don't, you know, people her age, you know, it's not the easiest thing to get up and go out and play tennis either. But she told me that 
the key to playing long-term is to find a group and play at least two days a week with that group to always keep yourself moving. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah, that, that consistency helps anytime you have um, any sort of health issues, especially autoimmune, because you, you have to keep up with it. You, you, you can never just let it go. What would you say to other people who maybe have similar health issues and have the ability to go out and play tennis? Well, I mean, for me, tennis was just something that I felt strongly about in my heart that I knew that would help me. Like Aaron was saying, not only my my body, but my mind. And you just have to find something that you love. I mean, it could be anything from from bike riding to walking your dog, but find something you're passionate about. Because if you have that passion, when you have those days where you don't feel like doing it, you're still going to do it. You're still going to find something inside yourself to make you get out there and do it. Would you say that playing tennis helped save your life? Oh, totally. When, when I was at my worst, um, about four years ago, the only thing I thought about was getting back on the court. And, you know, I was in so much pain that I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't get up on my own. Um, I couldn't do anything for myself. And I think if I didn't have tennis to look forward to, I might not have gotten better as quickly as I did. That's really great. Were your tennis friends helpful during that difficult time? I think uh, people our age in general don't meet a lot of new friends. And through tennis, I met a ton of new friends. And through my worst, most of my tennis friends were the ones that were supporting me the most, calling or texting every day, checking on me, seeing how I was, seeing if I needed anything. And of course, that was a big help to me. And I can't imagine my life without those kinds of friends. The main reason why I wanted to do this was to help other people who were in the same situation as me. I have learned a lot in the years I've dealt with autoimmune diseases and Lyme disease. And if anything I learned can help somebody, I want to be there for them. I just want to have a voice out there for anybody who needs maybe just uh, someone to listen to or advice or shoulder to cry on anything I can do. Because if, if everything I went through, even if it only helps one person, then it's been worth it for me. That is really kind of you, Nikki. Um, Nikki said we could include her email in our show notes in case anyone listening is going through a similar situation and would like to contact her. When Nikki approached me to um, talk about this, I just, like I said earlier, I just had no idea all the stuff that she had gone through. So I'm so glad you could come on and tell your story. And I'm sure you will be helping someone. Thank you for having this ability to do it. I mean, I hope it will. Tennis is so good, both physically and mentally. I mean, it is amazing the difference that I feel from when, because sometimes I'm waiting around at States and I think to myself, why am I doing this with my free time? Yes. Because Mm -hmm. it's hot out there. I'm waiting around. Maybe somebody's going (laughs) to yell at me during the match. Um, They probably will. I wish they probably will. Or something will happen. But I always, always feel better after. I agree. I I think the same thing at States. What am I doing here? Sometimes at tennis matches, what am I doing here? And then you get out and play and you're like, ah, this is what I love. These are all the great things about it. (laughs) Now I remember. 
<laughs> Nikki, do you ever feel that way? Like, what am I doing here? Why am I? Or are you just grateful to be out there? Oh, there are plenty of, I'm human. Listen, there are plenty of times where I am playing awful and I think, what am I doing? But literally before, I feel like before I even get those words out in my head, I'm also thinking about how incredibly lucky I am to be out on the court. And even times where I get beat very badly, I walk off that court and the first thing I do is remind myself how lucky I am to be on that court. I do that every time I'm out there too. Sometimes I get um, a little ADD because I'll, if I'm playing during the day, I'll look up and be like, look at that beautiful sky. I cannot (laughs) believe that I get to be outside playing tennis instead of, you know, inside sitting at a desk or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's one of those sports. Like we get to play as adult. There are not many sports that adults get to play. And the fact that we get to go out and do that, you know, I think is great. There's no cheerleading at 45 <laughs> plus. <laughs> right, Nikki? <laughs> yeah. Thank God. I was off. Right. Exactly. Well, there might be, but maybe there shouldn't be. <laughs> right, exactly. We really appreciate Nikki for sharing her story with us. This has really made me realize that you never know what someone on the other side of the court is carrying. Like maybe they are dealing with pain or something else. It really is true that you feel so much better after you play. And I agree with Nikki that we all are incredibly lucky to be out on that court. We would appreciate if you check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.